He's a prodigy. Presented by Tuned Up Custom Rods. Hi, John. Hi, Dan. Hi, Tom. That felt hey, weird hey. to say. It's, it's been, been so long that I didn't remember who we were. Did he say the Iceman or the Iceman? I said just the Iceman. E-N, not A-N. I've been noticing an A-N at the end a few times. Yeah. Well, I was... It's up to the listeners to decide <laughs> who the man is. The, the one last standing Iceman. Yeah. I was thinking, should we be the, like, in the winter or in the summertime, should we be, like, the Iceman melted? Yeah, that was, that was my suggestion last year. The was Iceman. Not I think done. it was it was uh, Tommy's suggestion. Sure, it was. Well, yeah. I, you shot down my original, the Wet Men. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that as much. It's <laughs> not as good. The Wet Bandits would be better. At that <laughs> That's point. not as good. I don't like that one as much. Well, welcome back to the table, boys. Today yeah. we've got Chris Messerschmidt joining us. How you doing, Chris? Not bad about yourself. Great. So we had you on once before. I'm surprised you asked me to be on again. Well, we're, I, this, I asked you today for a very uh, selfish reason, because I need you to tell me how to fish for walleye this, this week. <laughs> Did you see my results this weekend? <laughs> well, I know you caught more fish on Mille Lacs than I caught the last two years. So. Well, and also I heard you didn't have a trolling motor, so we'll have to get more to that. Oh, uh, we could talk. And it looks that. like he caught a wicked sunburn, too. Oh, yeah, he, a good thumbnail for the uh, podcast. Dan's shirt and Chris's arms are the same color. And, and my Dan's, face. Yeah. Dan's shirt is orange, by the way. Yeah, it's this is an audio format. <laughs> Look at his shirt, everyone. You need a visual. <laughs> we have faces for uh, radio. <laughs> well, Chris, thank you for being here. For those of you who don't know, Chris is a professional walleye angler with the AIM tournament or AIM circuit, right? Yep, AIM Pro Walleye Series. AIM Pro Walleye Series, and he's also a tuned up employee. So yes, I am. Thank you for being here. Appreciate Love it. it. Love it. Thank you. That's all I got, guys. <laughs> Show's <to> over. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Roll credits. <laughs> oh, geez. That's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Dan, we should talk about our tournament we just fished. We did. Um, so you guys, uh, those who follow us on social media, saw the posts about the Minnesota Fish Challenge or Fishing Challenge tournament that we fished, John and I, for the Iceman, um, which is sponsored by or which is in um, league with the Minnesota Teen Challenge. So a tournament that's designed for fundraising for them. And that was an awesome event. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, most tournament rule weigh-ins and stuff. You get the little spiel. Hey, here's your boundaries and stuff. This was, um, I don't think there was a dry eye in the entire building. And it was pretty, it was pretty cool. I mean, it was, people have really inspirational stories. Um, I know my wife, when I got home, she goes, you know, I don't remember this ever impacting you. And as soon as you posted that on the Iceman, uh, one of my mom's best friends said, hey, thank you for participating. My son's been through this. And I'm like, that meant more to me than anything else. And I thought it was really cool and it kind of brought it all back home. I, I was really happy that our guests from a couple months ago, uh, Chris and Kyle, talked about it. Scott and Kyle, excuse Scott me. And Scott Kyle. and Kyle. Yeah, Scott Brewer, Kyle Agri brought it up to us because this is something that they've been a part of for what was it like a decade? Yeah, it's been I think a long they, time. they've been doing it for 10 years straight. And they're, if you've, I mean, if once we got into down the rabbit hole, it turns out that they're a pretty big deal in this organization. Uh, yeah, they were in the top 10 and sponsors in the, we were sitting in the, the church, they have it in a church and the two top sponsors or the two top 
I guess, uh, guys that brought in the most The money. team with the most donations. We're sitting in front of us. And we had no idea. We were like, they got up and they're like, ah, oh, they, they won the team. And then the total came. It was $118,000. I was like, oh, I was like, I thought we did really good. We raised like $1,000. I was really <laughs> proud. And then I was like, I am less than 1% of these two guys. And yeah, I mean, and then there's uh, a couple behind them that matched that donation. I was like, oh, I was God. very humbled by like somebody that was that generous and thought that much about one program. But then you saw, you know, you got up and saw 20 people that it really changed their lives. So Yeah, it was amazing. Um, the it, I would recommend anyone going to look at the website about it because it was super, there's a lot of video about the, the, the event and the rule meeting, which is what John's been referring to is this is mandatory rule meeting that you have to go to for a tournament, which I've never been in a tournament that needed a rule meeting before. So what? I thought it was going to be. You haven't? No. So I thought oh. it was going to be just like, all right, anglers, like, here's the boundaries, here's the weigh-in times, here's this and that. But it was at the Heritage... Um, Heritage Church. Heritage in Church. In, uh, yeah, I can't remember the rest of the name of it. Or but Baxter. It was, yeah, Assemblies of God, Heritage Assemblies of God Church in Baxter. And it, I think everyone in Brainerd was there. Uh, yeah, we, we pretty much the entire city of Brainerd. Anybody who had a boat was there. I drove right from work, and I got up there. So we missed the dinner. And, but got there for in time for the rule meeting. It was so busy. I couldn't believe how crowded it was. And the first person I saw was, was Al Linder, just out walking around, just shaking oh. people's hands, just being a cool dude. And uh, it was, it was a, essentially a church service. I mean, it felt like a church service. Yeah, I felt, were, I felt pretty good about myself afterwards. It was like one of those things. It was like, all right, I'm going to go catch some bass. Why are we doing this again? <laughs> <laughs> but it was amazing. There was there was a couple of, uh, what did you say, about 20, 25 people? 25. At, at least. And it was, it was crazy to see how many people have went through the program and how many people maybe don't talk about going through the program, but it was there was a lot of people that and, have been through it. And these are current residents of the Minnesota Teen Challenge program. The Minnesota Teen Challenge program is the is one of the most successful drug recovery programs yeah. around. I think they said they boast an 80% success rate, which is insane. Yeah, that's it's pretty impressive. And they have multiple different versions. They have like a, a regular outpatient one where you show up for meetings, then they have like a 60-day one, and then their big one is a full, I think it's like 14 months, and you live there. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's like you you basically, it sounds like you figure out what what is broken, you know, what 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 has caused you, because, I mean, everyone's got demons and stuff, and it, this was like figuring out what why people turn to drugs, why people turn to alcohol, and what, what the abuse is, and a lot of it is, it was just crazy, it was crazy to hear the stories. It was, yeah, it was inspiring. It was humbling. Um, they have different uh, facilities all around the state. I think, didn't they say they have like 14 facilities or something like that? And they were opening a new one. And the one that we raised money to support is the one in Buffalo, which I randomly found one day driving, trying to find the uh, the launch for Lake Charlotte. I accidentally drove down this long winding parking ramp and all of a sudden I'm in Minnesota Teen Challenge facility. I was like, oh, wow, this is beautiful. Yeah, I've heard they're amazing. But it, they think they said that it costs $1,400 for one person per month. That's what the program cost. So wow. all of the donations that were raised went directly to that program. So our team nearly got a month's worth for somebody. That's I mean, better than nothing, right? Yeah. That's what I, I mean. It, everybody made an impact on that thing, and it's, it, was pretty, it was pretty cool. Yeah. 
and the total was like five hundred twenty-five thousand. Yeah, just just shy of five hundred twenty. Crazy, like half a million dollars. And, it, and really, there wasn't that many teams. There was what one hundred and forty teams or forty boats. So, so how does that one work? Do you do you have to raise money to enter? Do you just enter? How does that one you, work? You so you enter, enter, but they want you to raise like okay. five hundred dollars. They ask. It costs two hundred dollars per boat. Okay, that's the minimum, and then they ask you to try to get five hundred. Right. But two hundred is the minimum, and your your entry fee is part of your donation. Dona- donation okay. that makes sense. Um, so the minimum a boat will donate is two hundred bucks, um, and the the tournament itself is really loose. Like there's the rule turn the rule part of the rule meeting was real short. Yeah, it was basically no starting spot, no like shotgun launch. It was don't start fishing until seven a.m. You can start wherever you want. And it's the Gull Lake chain, so it's wherever you can access by boat, and or where you cannot access by boat, as Dan figured out. We, uh, <laughs> whoa, John and I ended up in a pretty weird place. It felt yeah. like we were in the South Florida swamps after. So we we started the morning and we went up to the Upper Gull, you know. So I had never been on Gull. Yeah, I had and, no. And I fished a couple tournaments on Gull, so I fished the upper part, thinking, hey, warmer water, North End. It's it's a lot. The upper part of Gull, like in the by the river is, is dirty water. It's warmer. Apparently it was not warmer. There were no fish. I mean, there was no weed growth. No. Everything was last year's weeds. So we, we, that's where we got our 14 inch rock bass though. Yeah. yeah. That's a giant. Oh, we got like Dan was the king at rock bass. I couldn't put myself to fish for him. <laughs> this tournament, you get a, you get a kicker rock bass. It counts as it counts towards your bag. <laughs> I like where this is going. Yeah. So we, we fished down the, the, Gull Lake in the upper part, kind of by Zorba's, and like hit all my kind of, uh, I don't know. Your spots that you know of. My milk run is what we call it. I was trying to think of what the, but there was absolutely no weeds. So I'm like, what in the, so we just kind of took a shot and started going through the, the canals. There's a canal in between Gull, and there, last year they were dry, basically. Well, we went through a canal and then went through this tiny ass little bridge, pulling his boat through. We went into this canal and I'm like, well, there's boats in here. There's docks. So it's got to be something. And as soon as we got into the mouth of the canal, we could see bass fry all over the place. So obviously there's fish in here. There's the first sign of life we had seen. And don't bass typically try to protect their fry, if I've heard that yeah. right. I'm, I'm not a big bass guy. It's just something yeah. I've heard. Yeah, well, it, it was, you know, like 63 degree water temp. Mm-hmm. It was almost the full moon. It was exactly when you would expect them to be spawning. So we went in there and we, we saw, we didn't see many beds, but when we got to the very back of the channel, there was like this 100-year-old tunnel that was like 96 but, inches wide and my boat's 94 inches wide. That might have been... Uh, that's probably very accurate because I don't think there was more than a handhold between it. We managed to get through. It was hard to, the trolling motor I thought was going to hit the other side. And as soon as we got through there, it was like entering Shangri-La. Yeah, there was, <laughs> there was bass on beds everywhere and no other boats to be seen. We fished there all day long. All by ourselves. And it was, everybody's like, oh, the tr-, you know, they had sweatshirts on and we're like sunburnt and sweating <laughs> because it's literally like the water temps were, I mean, they were in the 70s. 69, 70. I mean, they were warm. It was hot. There was bass everywhere. There was deer on the bank. Like, you could hit them with your with your Ned rig if you wanted and to. And you couldn't really make a full cast. You had to, like... You, it was, everything was flipping. Yeah, because your boat was basically the entire channel. Yeah. Jeez. It was uh, very... I've never fished like that in my life. But me neither. caught fish after fish after fish. And and they, they, they were like 
We placed two and a half, what, three 14th. We got 14th out of, out of or like 100, 100 boats. boats. Yeah. Oh, not bad. No. Respectable. No. Our, our weight was 10, 14, and the winner was like 11 and a quarter. Yeah. Oh, so wow. we were close. Yeah. I just don't know where, I mean, there was zero bass anywhere else. We were the that only boats sense. in there. Yeah. We caught all of those. So if you uh, if you're planning on the next year's uh, next year's class from that channel system, we took all the we took yeah. all the spawning females out of there, and we Sorry, brought them guys. all the way back down to, <laughs> to Dragons, and then released them in front. If we could have had a five bag limit, we would have been pretty good because oh, yeah. we had five fish that were almost exactly three. They were pounds. all three pounds, every single one of them. Sweet, yeah. And we caught them on everything: top water. Ned rigs, wacky rigs. I even caught one on a one ounce punching weight and a on a jig. It's like they would hit every, everything. Yeah, it was fun. And there was a billion turtles in, in the creek. Turtles, yeah. It was snapping turtles everywhere. Sounds like a scenic little area back there. It was like it was like being a different state. Well, and the, the the canal we were in, we went through like a little creek that was like I'm gonna say it was ten inches deep. I, if that would the water. trolling motor was half out of the water. Yeah. Like the prop was not all the way in the water. <laughs> the first time we went through it was hilarious because you had the trolling motor all the way down. It was just just grinding up rocks. <laughs> yeah. That well, happens. It was, a, it was a fun experience. Yeah, I'm glad that we got to do that tournament. I, I would like to do it again next year. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of good things about that one. Yeah, it was, it was really – it was a tournament that wasn't as com- – I mean, it was competitive, but it wasn't – it didn't feel like I was – It's more like a fun tournament. Yeah. No one's there to cash a check. No one's going to win money. I mean, there's some bragging rights, but it wasn't that kind of competition. Everyone was super pumped just for everyone to be there and to raise money. That's good. And a lot of the the guys and the the younger kids that graduated from Minnesota Teen Challenge were there grabbing weight bags and, I mean, just doing fun stuff. You could see it's like they're totally in it because they have, you know, four or 500 people Mm -hmm. cheering for them. And that was was really cool. Yeah, it was special. Yeah, I was happy to say it was a good good weekend of fishing. Yeah, and thank you to all those of you who donated. Yes, we definitely had, we had several donors that came from those posts. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then I got to fish the next weekend. I fished walleyes. Actually, I fished every weekend since then. So I haven't been on the boat since then. I have a lot of hours in my boat. You got more than me. Yeah, I've been fishing all the time. Good. Yeah, that's all like you. I know it's really weird, and I'm not sure because. My kitchen is not done, so wait for my wife to pull the reins in and say I got to finish my projects. Oh boy, I, I wouldn't uh, think that'll be too soon. Yeah. You've been working on that kitchen for a long time. I know. Well, when you redo your kitchen and then remove all your walls in your house, it takes a little while. If you got a text right now that your house is on fire, you'd probably not be that sad. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. My, like, my response would be let it burn, but go downstairs. Someone get the guns and the kids. Get them out. <laughs> Grab the one back box of crankbaits because that's worth more than the guns right now. Get in the rafters. Jeez. Get in the rafters. That's a stockpile. We got to stay at John's uh, parents' fishing hideaway. Yeah. We were there for like know, seven hours. hours. Yeah. Showed that up, that was a tournament bird weekend because I went up to that tournament on Gull. I left. Well, I went to work super early. Oh, that's left right. early. We did a lot of back and forth that one. And then we went out to dinner that night and then fished all day and then I drove back and then I went out to dinner and um, we had f- friends over until 2 o'clock in the morning the next day. Yeah, I was trashed by Sunday. I was so tired when I got home. My feet hurt so bad. 
It takes it out of you, doesn't it? It does. Standing up all day. Everybody else thinks, oh, it sounds so fun. Uh-huh. I mean, Go do it a couple it of times. It was a lot of fun, but it was physically a lot harder than oh, I yeah. thought it would be. Yep. Well, and also we were fishing, you know, like you pitch a jig out three feet in front of you and try to jig for a bass. I mean, it was not. I only caught one about 10 feet away from the boat. Yeah, there was nothing long distance. You could see every fish you caught. Nope. You damn near name them all. <laughs> Dan had one that was really made him mad, though. It, he broke me off. Just, yep. Oh, I was going to say it didn't go, but. No, he broke me off. I had 17-pound uh, floor on. Son of a gun broke me off. Oof. That could be frustrating. Dan lost it. It was hilarious. You ever see a kid, like, drop a <laughs> Snickers bar on a hot day? Just loses his mind. <laughs> just comes unglued. <laughs> that was Dan in the front of the boat. I was actually laughing. Was you like, got to see the rage laser. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. It's a rage laser. It goes, I was, it's a quick burn. I was going to say <laughs> I was waiting for, like, a rod to get chucked or something. I was like, well, this is great. It, but Dan it, it went away. It, it was quick, and then it went away. But, see, I have no feelings when I catch bass. It's like, mm, they're just bass. I could see Dan doing a Bo Jackson breaking a rod over his knee. <laughs> oh, I, I, that would, he was yelling and dancing and screaming. I, it, it was like a three, a three second. Oh, event. I, I'm saying, I mean, what, it was what, not a, I wasn't hopping up and down like Yosemite Sam. It was, it was a quick burst Yosemite of frustration. Yosemite Sam was pretty quick about stuff. It sounds better when you go off on a rager just for like a couple of minutes. It made me feel better than we were able to get back into the cave. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one of the first fish of the day. And it was a big one. Oh, it was a very big one. It was one. a big fish. I mean, and I, I thought it for sure when I pulled it, they got the line back in that I had tied a bad knot. But no, it was broken. Well, and also you have a boat partner that when you said, oh, have a bass, I'm like, well, throw them in the boat. He's like, no, you got to net them. I'm like, I ain't netting a bass. <laughs> I did that today and it cost me. <laughs> well, <laughs> Tried to hike it over the side. Yeah, never be the Snap. hero. Ah. Don't be the hero. Yeah. You see all those professional yeah. anglers do that. They break so many rods doing that crap. It's <sighs> unbelievable. Break rods, break windshields, <sighs> catapult and head rigs across the next county. Is that why your advice is not to net them then? I just don't keep you in business. I just, I just don't catch him. <laughs> Do as he does not. Yeah, John was just praying I break the rod at He's that like, moment. Yeah, I was. I was That's like, right, folks, you don't need a net. <laughs> we'll sell you more rods. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, John never lets me live it down when I break a rod. You got, it's a plethora of. Uh, I haven't broken one in a long time. It's been a while. You might want to knock on wood. You're going to break one about five. You almost broke one out there. It's not even built yet. I didn't even come. Whatever. I'm going to hand it to you. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Get it out of this building without breaking it. Enough about us, eh? Yeah. Well, How you doing, Chris? <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> so, Chris, you just had a tournament, too. Yeah, that was, a, that was a rough one. Usually, I can honestly say I usually do pretty decent out of Mille Lacs and just because I am out there a lot. But, man, it is different out there this year. It's not It's not a good bite right now, is it? Um. At least it wasn't when I was there. That's my excuse. I'll say this. <laughs> I, so my typical pre-fish is two days, Friday, Saturday. And the first time in a long time, as, as far back as I can remember, I don't get skunked very out, very often out there. And I got skunked on Friday. I'll be, I'll admit it. And up until, oh boy, I want to say... 11 o'clock on Saturday I still hadn't had a fish and I started to really panic mm. I'm thinking this this bite is everything everybody said it was yeah and um, I just tried something new I had an active target out there and 
I didn't really put forth an effort with it right away just because I haven't really played with it a whole lot. And um, I kind of got discouraged right away. So I went back to my old, the roots of Lindy Reagan. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Leeches, Creek Chubs, we had it all. Um, heck, I even pulled crankbaits just to try it. Didn't last very long. And um, finally decided I, I marked a good pot of fish. And I said, we're going to try it. It was out on a flat. And sure enough, my dad, I said, throw it right there, 20 or 30, 40 feet, whatever it was. I can't remember. But he threw his bobber and bloop, went down. I'm like, all right, here we go. He got to see it for the first time. And, you know, I've done it with, with my buddy last year at a tournament, and we had an absolute blast. So I have some experience with it. But he didn't, and it was good to see him finally get to see what it's like firsthand and you know, he's like, that was cool. Let's go do it again. <laughs> Let's keep doing that. Yeah, so we we, uh, we caught a couple more there and then went to uh, uh, a known flat and where it usually holds fish this time of year or they start to show up, and I'm like, let's give it a shot. There was a few boats there, and I put active target down, and sure enough, right away, two big marks, and I'm like, oh, all right, let's 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 try it again. Sure enough. Threw it out there, and I caught. Uh, we caught three, four, five fish in a matter of ten minutes, just sharpshooting on a flat with a bobber and leech, and uh, that was a riot. Midday, probably. Oh, yeah, it was. It was right so around that noon time. When you see him on live target, like you can, you say it's like twenty feet out, and you pick it up on yep. live target, and you're casting, say six o'clock or whatever yep. direction to it. So I, I actually have a pole, which. I'm still trying to get used to. I'm I'm actually waiting for a boat, so my my choice would be to have it on the trolling motor and be up front, so I can like kind of actually move pinned on it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right on the shaft. So that way you you can move around at the bow and kind of scan back and forth. Well, the pull that we have currently is kind of right off the side of the the, the driver's side, so you kind of got your arm behind you a little bit, and you're turning this pull around, and it's got an arrow on it, so you know which way that transducer is actually shining. So when you see a fish, it's like, okay, it's pointing that way. It says on active target, it's out 40, 50 feet or whatever. And you can lob a bobber out there and just, if you're good enough with it, you can actually watch your whole rig sink down and watch how them fish react. And I can honestly tell you that I learned a ton about bobber fishing and how far a fish will actually change or not change chase a bait up from the bottom like these fish i'm seeing are you know two three feet off the bottom and my baits seven eight nine even i've had it up as high as 10 feet and those fish will come screaming up at it that water is super clear on Malax right now and i've it's always been clear but man i feel like it's like extra clear this year so do you think that some people are putting their baits too low too deep yes honestly i honestly do um I, I would challenge you to run a higher bait and actually um i think that's something i've fallen into the trap of is when i lindy rig and stuff you know your bait's right on bottom and stuff and we tried some floaters to get them up way high you know little like phelps i don't know, I think they're called phelps float or something and and it, it gets that bait up a little higher and it helps but again you're, you're when you're trolling through mud you got to remember that that mud is loose mud so when you 
drop yeah, it's, a weight it's through. not like mud like you're thinking of like yeah. a, a, it's, it's not compact mud it's real loose and I, i've learned it's like almost like dust yep like a almost like a dust bunny because if you drop something in it just it's yeah. a cloud of crap so you could pull a three eighths ounce weight or half ounce weight or whatever you want to pull and it's heck you could be down a ways in that mud and your bait's just rolling on the bottom basically you want to try really try to get that up and you know again see an active target and seeing how far a fish will actually go to get a bait it's pretty wild and a lot of these guys from the past couple of years it's it's wild you, a lot of guys are winning if you don't have active target right now or live scope or mega live or whatever you want to, or whatever your choice is i honestly feel like you you're going to struggle a little bit just because if you want to compete it's you basically have to have it nowadays i wonder if we were too deep when we were out there i was out there about two weeks ago and we were slip bobber fishing and <laughs> everybody we, always has a thing get a foot off the bottom we couldn't <laughs> we couldn't buy a bite it was really windy uh and then as the evening came it got calmer but we just couldn't catch a fish and it, we were we were getting frustrated we were up on garrison reef mm-hmm. and uh, there were uh, there was a launch boat right basically in downtown garrison at the mm-hmm. far west end of the reef and then another one at the far east end of the reef reef and we were in the middle yeah. and we kept hearing the boat on the far east end cheering and screaming and just having the best time and, and like, as the night it. got as the night got longer we were like getting closer and closer to that boat and finally we were like we were, we just gave up the all pretenses we we're like we're gonna go fish right where they're fishing because we're go- we need to catch something today There's something there but even with us being you know, it's 50 yards away from them well, i guess it's probably even more than that 100 yards or so we were, we couldn't see their faces, but we could still hear them. Yeah, um, they were catching left and right, and we were not. Yeah, and then we must have been too deep. It. I mean, there's that's there's something to it, and I can't remember who I heard it from, and and I never really thought about it, but I can't remember who said it. Um, but I heard that obviously, if you're low, a walleye's eyes are actually kind of more on the top of their head. A walleye can't see down, but it can see really good up. Mm-hmm. So if you're going you got clear water and you can go above them they can see a bait falling from a long ways away and they'll chase it down that's same as like a wacky rig or a ned rig for bass yep. i think that's why ned rigs have become so popular for walleyes is they love those things oh they i i've caught more walleyes and ned rigs than i probably caught bass in the last two years yeah it's a it's definitely a, a cool bait i actually tried ned rigging on a on a guide trip today it was a lot of fun oh yeah that's the first time i ever did it yep you've never done it i've never ned rigged it's deadly it. never I've caught my last three big walleyes over 28s on Ned Rigs. So, and a, usually in August, which is, I don't know, not the time to fish big, big walleyes. No. <laughs> but it, it's, uh, it, it's a fun bait to, to learn if you've never used one. Um, I'm still trying to get the hang of it. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm an expert at it by any means. The weird thing is you don't usually feel a bite. Today I did, though. Like, I mean, you sometimes you do. You're more or less but, watching that line. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually more, uh, real subtle. Yep. Like you're not doing anything, and then all of a sudden there's a fish there. Oh, I, I could almost, I would say it was almost like panfish were hitting your, your bait or trying to nip at the, mm-hmm. at the worm. That's all I felt. So, but no, that's, I always say fish high instead of fish, fish low. I think we should take a break, and then when we come back, I want you to tell me how to catch fish this week when I go up to Lake of the Woods. I want to tell you how I caught fish the last two weeks because both are out of my wheelhouse of catching walleyes. Nice. Okay. 
I'll, I'll this. take your advice and I'll take Chris's advice for sure. <laughs> I'll listen to I'll I listen know. to your advice, John. Together. I had a better bag than he did. Yeah, I'll listen to John's yeah, advice. You might I'll take Chris's advice. I'm limited out two nights in a row. <laughs> this is the only night I haven't been fishing. I'm kind of getting the getting the itch. The, the, the itch. It's about right timing for trolling right now. All right, well, let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, I will decide whose advice I. Li- I'll take both of your advices. Sounds How about good. that? I'm just going to listen. I'm going to tell you to take John's advice. <laughs> <laughs> Plug in your trolling motor battery? Yeah. Hey, oh, oh, wow. We're going to bring that up. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. That was rough. I have to go take a break now because I'm going to go beat, beat yeah. up. Let's listen to our sponsors. We'll be right back, everyone. Hey everyone, this is Dan from the Iceman talking about our sponsor, Tune Up Custom Rods. And right now, we are running a special Iceman only promo. If you use the promo code Iceman at checkout, now through Monday, June 20th, you'll save 20% off your order. That's a huge deal. Normally it's 10%. 20% now through June 20th for Father's Day. Use the promo code Iceman at TuneUpCustomRods.com. And to pair that new rod with, you need some new Freedom Baits. Go to Freedom Baits with a Z. Dot com hand poured high quality plastics use the code icemen for 10 percent off on your order and if you want to keep all that beer cold on father's day pick up your new maluna cooler made in brainerd minnesota rotable quality and use the code icemen for 15 percent off on your cooler i can't wait i'm bringing my blaze orange maluna up to uh the northwest angle this year this weekend this week it's, 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 that thing is legit dude i love mine it's so heavy it's super heavy yeah and it's orange but it holds ice for forever. Ever. Like I, know. I had, was it Thursday? My kids had a water balloon fight. So we put some adult beverages in a Maluna cooler on Thursday with ice. Sunday, I pulled it out of the boat and there was still ice. I'm like, you have been all over the place and you're still full of ice. I'm going to use, yeah, it's going to be a, a legit backcountry adventure for that thing. And if you wait. chill your cooler before, like put ice in it and then put all your food in and then put, you know, put your food in there, it'll last even longer. I'm stoked. Yep. Legit coolers, that's for sure. They are. Good job, Maluda. Yeah, very good job. Yep. So, Chris and John, you can chime in if you'd like. I Dan, my opinion doesn't count. We were on our break, <laughs> apparently my opinion. I told I told you I'm willing to listen to whatever you say. You wanted it from both sides. <laughs> I think it should be two rods at the same time. Yeah. Left hand John. <laughs> Left hand John, right hand Chris. Just fish. fish I'm a righty the two. though, so I got to switch up who's doing which hand. Let's though. not talk about switch hitting at all with Dan. <laughs> Again, this is a reflection on you, John. <laughs> You're revealing yourself here. I'm not reflecting. <laughs> I don't fish in Wisconsin. Chris? Yes. You're a professional walleye angler. I don't like that term professional. Why not? I, that means just, he's got to win tournaments. Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't happen. We'll call. We'll say semi-pro. Pro, pro am or you are a person pro. who pays money, hoping someone else will give you more money. Uh, yeah, is that accurate? That, there you go. Okay, you know how to walleye fish. I don't. I'm not great with walleye. It's not my number one species for not even close. But my question for you, uh, and I talked to you about this earlier tonight, is uh, so I'm going to a place I've never been before to a type of fishing I've never done before up to the Northwest angle, going to flag Island resort. And I don't know anything. I don't know any of the details. I've never been there. There's, you know, the reports are limited other than the fact that the water is really high. Um, how would you approach that? Honestly, that, that high water makes things a little bit more difficult because it gives, I personally think it gives fish more areas to go hide. Mm -hmm. Um, if it's me, and really it depends on the electronics you have, if you have active target or not, live scope, whatever. Um, I have a, a 360 that's not hooked up. 
Does that help? I want to get that hooked up. Yeah. I, wish I, knew, I wish I knew how. <laughs> Worked fine for me. Thanks, John. I do rigging once in a while now, so do you? you can always call me up. Um, I need to hook it up. I don't know how to do it. We can, we can, I can help you with that one of these days. Dan's at the point where he doesn't know which way the plug goes. Oh. There are, male and female. Okay, here's... Uh, well, this is an aside, but I just bought a new boat, and it's rigged really nicely. I don't want to have... I don't want to be tripping over cords. I want it to be put... I want it to be installed correctly. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather pay somebody to do it. I hear you. But everyone's busy right now. So... I'm sitting right across the table not doing a damn thing. Well, the we boat's go. outside. Let's get go. after wow. it. It's Wait, not. It's it, not outside. Really? Your boat's outside? It's not. Do you ever unhook it? I did text you tonight saying, help me hook up the 360. You did not, did you? Yeah, Tommy responded. Last week I had to borrow Dan's lawnmower, <laughs> and he literally hooked up his boat just to put the lawnmower in this boat and brought it down to Maple Grove for me. That's a misleading statement. We're going to give that to <laughs> Pinocchio's. That's not exactly what happened. You text me, do you want anything from Chipotle? Tommy texted you that. Oh, want to help get me... Th- want? Want to help me get 360 working. I See, I didn't... It, it didn't compute in my brain. <laughs> it's okay. I was I was semi kidding. I thought you were talking about what time it was. I was like, I, it's three sixty is not a time that would be four o'clock. So I'm <laughs> like, no, it's seven seven fifty nine. That's what I responded to. I had no clue what. <laughs> I'm just giving. If I, there's no context in a text, it literally means nothing, and I just don't reply anymore. I've I just experienced that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that just it, happened. It's to not me. even like I don't even <laughs> attempt anymore. I just say nope, not not responding. And on your point, this was. So I did deliver my lawnmower to Tommy in my boat. <laughs> but <laughs> so <laughs> spell it, Dan. Spell Here's it. the deal. We're, we're, we'll get back to walleye. Well, yeah, we're getting back. To, we got more this, important this things to talk about right now. I'm defending oh, my honor here. Ten to three o'clock bite right now. <laughs> Real boring. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a teacher, right? It's the I'm, let me talk. Damn it. It's the last two weeks of school, right? There's a lot of things going on. I'm not paying a lot of attention to things that are, that I'm just, oh, there's a lot of okay. stuff going on. And I had uh, uh, the kids fishing club, which John is a part of him. And I took kids out fishing on, on Weaver Lake there. It's a thing that I do with my school tuned up, get some rods. It's a good deal. Anyways. So I had my boat hooked up, got it down to the school, came home and then um, they were just, my kids had put a bunch of shit in the way in the garage, so I couldn't park the boat in the garage. So I just left it hooked up to the truck, right? Woke up in the morning, blearily looked at my text messages, and I see T, Tom, but I didn't read much past that. And I saw, can I borrow your lawnmower today? And in my mind, I just put that to a guy I work with named Tony. I thought he was asking me if he could borrow my lawnmower which was bizarre because he's got a nice lawnmower. But I thought, whatever, fine. So I'll just leave the boat hooked up and I'll just throw the lawnmower in there because the back of my truck was full of life jackets. <laughs> I have never had more life jackets in my life. That's because you bought two five packs or four packs for yeah. the kids fishing thing. Plus he had like 20 life jackets to start. So were, these kids were not sinking. No, nothing was <laughs> yeah. sinking. They were wearing life jacket diapers. It was life jackets everywhere. That's not true. Um, so I just, I'm like, fine, I'll just throw it in the, in the boat and I get, I get down to work and Tom texts me at like, I don't know, 10 o'clock. Hey, can I come up to your house to borrow the lawnmower? And I look at the message. I'm like, Tom, oh, Tony's borrowing it today. And I scroll up. I'm like, oh, come on. I didn't even need to bring the damn thing down there. 
So I'm like, yeah, I've got it in, in my truck. It's in my boat at school. Come pick it up. Try to play it off like that was always my plan to oh. give it to Tom that way. <laughs> had no intention of giving it to Tom. That's why the boat was there. That's why the lawnmower was in there. Context. If you would have known it was Tom, it would have all been solved. <laughs> so it was a misleading statement when you said I literally hooked my boat up to bring you the lawnmower. I had the boat hooked up, and what? I thought I was bringing it More to somebody to it. else. Wouldn't it be easier to clean out your truck and put the life jackets in your boat? Sure. In fairness, I had to text him at like probably. It was like four in the morning. It, no, it was like it was twenty to five. I think it was. It was, it was very early. early. It was. It was a blurry. I'd read the text message. All right. <laughs> you guys live train back on the train. Do I have to defend any more honor? Do you, to, do you live different lives than I do? Yeah, that's that's fair. Do you need a lawnmower? I have two right now. I just uh, rebuilt the carb in mine this, oh. this weekend, so I'm good to go now. Yeah, that is that's... another misleading statement. Oh. <laughs> he bought a new carb off of Amazon. <laughs> Our brother Mickey rebuilt the carb. I was supervising. I, I was, <laughs> you facilitated the carb build. I was there. I helped. How many beers were involved in this? Mickey's like, wow, at least Mickey, a dozen. Mickey, Mickey actually complimented me on how much I actually helped. So okay. suck it. Whoa. <laughs> Went there. <laughs> Mr. One Pinocchio. <laughs> I did have to show up though to help him load it in the back of his truck. Oh boy. And so that's all right. How big is this lawnmower? This is such a tangent right now. You did not show up just to help me load up my lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, so, now so I've got the Pinocchios. So I definitely lied on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was coming there anyway. What the hell is going on? <laughs> What kind of podcast is this shit to? Total derailment. There's, like, no, this is going to make sense to two people in the world, and they're not going to listen to this show. That's no, the best part. Mickey Mickey will never listen to this, but <laughs> you never know. Anyway. If you put a lawnmower in your truck, you have a truck. You mm-hmm. have a truck. I haul a lawnmower all the time of course, with me. Do you have a topper on your truck? No. Nope. Okay, so you're more in line with Tom. You have a topper, so it yeah. might be different for you. You throw your lawnmower in the back of your truck. Do you tie it down? No, a, a rider. No, a it's rider? not a rider. Or, I'm sorry, not a, a push mower. A push mower. I was a rider. I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm not tying that down. No, no. You're just gonna let it just bang back and forth in the back of your truck. Put it side. Well, sideways is my. Have you ever seen the back of my truck? There's, there's like dead crap everywhere. Yeah, yeah they're moving anywhere. There's at least a sock, a shoe. There's a dining room table right now in there. It doesn't matter. There's a baseball bag, a couple of baseball bats. He, I probably I mean, wouldn't strap it. Tom down. strapped it down very, very well. It was not going anywhere. I'm protecting my truck. It wasn't Don't going anywhere like, anyways. Unlike when we went to hook up the boat the first time that I towed the boat with my new truck and Danny smashed his uh, flagpole into the back of my truck, put a big gouge in it. And that Ouch. is not a Pinocchio statement. Speaking of, I hit I my... I put a scratch about that big in the quarter panel and I owned up to it immediately. And oh I said, boy. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I, I saw it happen. Truck. You did not. I said, I scratched your truck. You go, did, did you really... Yes, I did. I'm sorry. I smacked my uh, transom saver into the back of my tailgate because I didn't flip on my headlamp yet, and it was it was where the moon was getting bright, but the sun was going down. It was after sunset, and I thought I could just make it. Nope. Just that's how I felt my truck. Do you have, do you have a swing tongue on your trailer? Yeah. Don't ever forget to not put or put the pin in. I've heard that. Oh, awful. yeah. I had a. You had that on like hinge when yeah. you were driving. Oh pulling it out of the driveway i forgot to put the pin in and also i'm like i stopped because i'm like oh i need to get something look in the rear mirror and the boat's still coming and i'm like oh my oh, gosh boom it's the back and i'm like oh boy yuck yeah put a big old dent in my rear bumper Damn. i got on the truck that's outside i got home from the kids fishing clinic and realized i didn't have the pin in the hitch that scared me 
That's pretty ballsy. Oh. I, it wasn't on purpose, obviously, but... Don't you have a lock? I don't have a lock. I told you you could borrow my lock. You just have to bring it back. Well, I mean, I mean, you either buy my own lock or use the pin that came with it. I, I, cut, the, I cut that pin off. I should probably buy a lock before How was there no pin? How did it not come out? No, because you put, put the pin in the lock, the little tongue. The jack, remember the tongue oh, is different. Oh, the, just the little cotter pin to hold the hold the main pin in? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. The cotter pin to hold it from opening. Okay. Never mind. Either oh. way, it wasn't smart. You shouldn't do it, but. All right. <laughs> Let's get back on track. So Okay, back talking about don't, walleyes. Don't it yeah. <laughs> the of course, the so area me, of grievances okay. is over. One, one more tangent. I just bought a new Honda lawnmower with a plastic deck, the new Commercial grade one cuts beautifully. That's the end of my story with lawnmowers. Shameless plug. That's probably because you have like 13 <laughs> lawns that you have to mow. Let's not discuss that. Tell this what show. is he not dabbling? The, the dude seriously mows like five lawns. Jesus. I'm at four and a half gallons of gas this year so far. Not bad. In it's my, expensive these days. They're yeah, I know. Grass. And I don't even get paid for most of them. John, such a nice guy. It's a renaissance man. I, I just have a problem with people when people ask me and they they ask me for help, but I know they can't actually do it. Then I crumble. John can't say no. I mean, he completely ignored my request for help for the 360 today. But, but I know but. you're physically <laughs> capable of, a put, of plugging a cord into the back of your 360. Dan's going to be gone for a week. Can you go mow his lawn? <laughs> he, can, he physically can't do it. <laughs> I got Devin mowing the lawn now. My kid's trying to tell me that I should pay him to mow our grass. I said, well, then you can pay rent then too. Did I give him wow. 10 bucks? 10 bucks a week is the best deal I've ever made. I love <laughs> mowing grass. Okay. Back to walleye fishing. <laughs> so Chris, I'm We're going up to the Northwest angle. This, uh, <laughs> We're going to play that little music where it's as a, as a pro fisherman. I'm sorry. Excuse me. As a, have you made more in winnings and you've paid out? Um, two years ago, yes, and the year prior to that, yes. Okay, that's pro. That's pro, right? I, I guess. I mean, I he know. he won. He's trying to be humble. If you're if you're net profit on tournament spending and earnings, I would say yes. There's a lot of pros that don't make any money, oh. and then they stop being pros. Call it expensive hobby for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wanna do you wanna have a million dollars, start with a billion. And- Go to fishing. Have you ever <laughs> actually literally made like a profit, like gas getting out there, gas at the boat, yeah. equipment? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. That's pro. That's pro in my mind. Of course, though, you can't do this for your full-time career. No. You have a, another job as yep. well. Yep. A couple other jobs. <sighs> as everyone at this table does. <laughs> yes. That being... That be- I that only have... I have sub five jobs. You don't have any jobs. You have one job and a lot of hobbies. <laughs> I like and that. Yeah, sounds about right. What's my one job? Your paper job. Oh, <laughs> I was like, that's kind of like a hobby. <laughs> you enjoy it more I than do. most of your other jobs. The most of your hobbies. Actually, that's that is one of the jobs I do enjoy. We're devolving again. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> come on, produce this time. Get us back on track. Walleye fishing. Walleye fishing. Walleye fishing. Help me catch some <laughs> hey, walleyes, it's Chris. The genie, it's the genie of walleye fishing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, no. Uh, honestly, yeah, obviously. Using the the Mega 360, I think would help you, um, which is not going to be an option. Which is hey, when do you leave again? Tomorrow, oh, six in yeah, the morning. That's. <laughs> uh, I'd say we talked about this earlier too. What rods yeah. do I need to bring? Honestly, if I'm going up there, I told you what three rods would you bring? You said bring a slip bobber rod. Yep. Bring a jigging rod. Yep. And a Lindy rod. 
There you go. You can cover a few things there. You could actually use one of those rods for maybe even doing a little jigging wrapping. Uh, I'd use I, the jigging rod for the jigging wrap. You could. Yep. Um, no? depend, depends on the length of it, I would say. It's yeah. a 6.8 Pro. Uh, They're too short. Short, yep. Which one would you use? I'm not going to take my slip rod right apart. I would use a 7.2 medium. Mm-hmm. I don't have a 7.2 medium. I have a oh, 7.2 medium. You should light. order one from Tune Up Custom Rods. Yep. That's tunedupcustomrods.com. And you get Save a 20%, 20% discount no, right yeah. now. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I, honestly, go out and look for, obviously, using your you know, use your mapping. Look for windblown points. You know, obviously, a lot of there's a lot of rock up there and stuff. So looking for that stuff is probably key right now. I don't know the water temperature, so that doesn't really help at all. Um, but would you stay Minnesota waters, or would you go to Canada? Ooh, that's that's tough. That's a really tough question. What I've heard is that Canada produces more numbers, and Minnesota has bigger fish. Um, I would maybe agree with that, but I kind of disagree with that as well because you know, Flag Island area, Oak Island, all that stuff up in there. I know it's Oak is a little bit of ways away, but through all those islands. There's a there's a lot of good area to catch like limits of good fish. Like it's not all big fish. Um, I don't think there's a big trolling bite. Um, I could be totally wrong because I haven't been up there, but I don't think there's going to be a big trolling. I've got bite two up trolling there. rods in their boat. And it's I've good got, to have them. I've got snap weights for them. Oh, there you go. I like snap weights. I've never used before. I had to borrow them from a friend. How do you know how deep your trolling or your, your crankbaits are running? I have no idea. I've, a I've, trolling app. There's a trolling app. Oh, I know. You told me about yeah. it. It's like a hundred dollars, though. Hey, well, yeah, but it's a hundred bucks well spent. Yeah, that's, isn't it? When you buy it, the one hundred dollar one, it's lifetime. You get. Is it what's it called? Depthmaster or something? Uh, like that? It is precision co- trolling. Precision trolling. Yep. And uh, so if you buy the lifetime, this is not a plug on this anyway. We use it. Us tournament anglers. This is like a bible. They used to make actually a hard copy of this, like a book. I, I still have a hard, the laminated hard copy yeah. one because it has a couple lures that no longer exist on the app. Ooh. But it probably has a lot that like oh the it, app is all, ones a now. billion times better. But yeah. they don't have wristo wraps. Yeah, Ooh, on right. the on the app on the actual app. Well, maybe they do now, but they didn't when I looked into it. You should look that up. That'd be a good plug. Do you think it would tell me how I could troll a square bill? Because I'm really confident with square bills. It depends on what square bill you're talking about. Yeah, they probably do. Yeah, so like. They would legitimately go out and run tests on like every crankbait. I wouldn't say everyone, but a majority of crankbaits out on the market. I have them set up the way you set mine up, John. I've got the eight six, mm-hmm. yeah, with the Akuma and braid, the small and thirty pound braid, yep. which you thought was a bad idea. You thought I should have not braid on there. I'm not a big braid guy, but I'm not going to say that it's it's a it's bad. It's just idea. not the way you would have gone. I have both. So two things. Braid is good because you can see the action of your lure better, and it actually dives farther. For me, it's just a comfort thing that mono, just a 10-pound mono is my jam. I don't know why. I don't know why I can't get myself to switch. But also braid, yeah, pushes your lures deeper a lot of times, which is sometimes bad. So I I run braid with a... 12 foot fluorocarbon leader now. Yeah. yeah, I would have to have a leader on. Yeah. Yeah, you typically. Yeah. Typically, guys are running 30 even to 50 foot leads on trolling setups. And if you're using Snap. So does weight, the precision trolling figure that out too? So it's called the 50 50 method. So on the trolling app, 
a lot of lures. I'm not going to say every one of them, but certain ones out there, you could say, hey, I'm going to use a just a Berkeley Flicker Shad, common one, right? Flicker Shad number seven. And you can say, hey, I'm going to use a, a snap weight, two ounce. So you let 50 feet of line out, put your snap weight on, and then the app will tell you what the total distance should be after that. So if it's 90 feet, so at 50 feet you put your snap weight and run it out. To well, you could say feet. I've got 50 feet of 10-pound mono, and then the rest is 30-pound braid. I wouldn't know. Yeah. The app Would the app do that? So the, so you have to put that in your head that, hey, what is the 30-pound, what is that 30-foot lead going to do for me? And then after that, it's your your braid. Okay. So there's kind of a couple of... But you're saying this bite, you don't think that bite's going to be happening either way. No, I honestly don't. And again, I could be totally wrong, but if it was me, I wouldn't be trolling. So now let me take, At least up in that area. So my, my rule of thumb, I know you're going to say something, but 50 degree water, I'll start trolling and I don't troll usually anything less than 50. I mean, it's got to be 50 degrees at least up there now. <laughs> it's 59 on the Gull Lake, main lake, six days ago. It hasn't really been warm up there yeah. either, too. So <clears throat> I mean, if it's, you know, 50, I don't think it'll be 50, but no. I mean, all that water raise is all runoff. It's not snow anymore. It's all yeah, whatever. So the other question uh, about trolling. So I mm-hmm. don't troll much. Okay, I don't walleye fish much. Mm-hmm. But I've got the eclipses. I've got two eight six eclipses. <sighs> Best routes ever, by the way. I know. I wish we had more. Um, we'll get more, right? Sure. Please. Don't say sure. Twenty percent off. It's your Father's Day. Nine sixes. If someone wants two eight sixes, I'll trade them for nine sixes. <laughs> So I, then I have, I wanted to run lead core because I, I, I've always, you know, lead core is the deal in the summer or late summer. So I bought, oh boy. Yeah, I, I even broke, broke out the app for you so we can talk, show that. So I bought two, real, two uh, spools of lead core. Mm-hmm. So now my question is, knowing that I don't troll much, would you think that it would be a better idea for me to just get two separate reels and have those lead core reels? and swap those with the two rods I have or pull all that braid off and redo it with lead core. I'd have two separate reels. That sounds like such a hassle. I'd have two separate rods too. You should use nine, six eclipse rods. They're very nice. There's 20% off. Two new custom rods. Father's day special. Wouldn't a seven, six make more sense? No, I cannot stand trolling lead core and short rods unless it's my inner rods. Yeah. The inner ones that typically are shorter. Yeah. And then I like them six feet, super short and Mm -hmm. I run them. I've even seen guys use five footers. We have a six foot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you want to do your like, if you're going to do multiples and you're going to do I only have two rod holders. So this is Minnesota. So you can only really have two rods anyway. Nope. That's why you have two children. (laughs) I have three kids. You have five rods then. I could have unlimited rods. Yeah. All right. So jigging. Mm -hmm. And are you a proponent of always use the lightest jig you can get away with? Yes. Okay. I've even learned to maybe even go even lighter than what I'm more comfortable with. Like Are you, do you want bottom contact ounce. on the jig? You want to try to have that, yeah. You want to have that feeling. I would disagree within the rocks up there. You're yeah. going you're gonna, to you're gonna lose a lot of jigs. If you have bottom contact, which means it usually goes down in between a crevice. Yeah. And I know your luck with trying to drive up on rocks, Dan. I don't know if it'd be a Stay great idea. Just break <laughs> the hell your, did I do on rocks? Break your line off. <laughs> What's my history with rocks? Come on now. I don't know. Is there a story I don't know about? I don't know. <laughs> I was love. Here goes the derail again. I don't think I did any rock adventures with you. I was the upper Gull Lake uh, channel there that you ran through. 
Oh, oh. when I didn't, I didn't hit anything. <laughs> I, so I get on this body of water that I've never been on in my life. And I was okay? not paying attention. I know nothing about this. I get on the water. I've, I've been telling him for weeks. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know this lake. You're going to have to be in charge. Okay. We get out there. But you wouldn't let him drive your boat though, right? I would have a hundred percent let him drive my boat. He could have definitely taken control. We sit down and we pull out of the thing and he's like, all right, we're going that direction. I'm like, okay. North. So I start going. Well, okay. And also, he's you, like, you have your map completely disoriented from where I'm at because north is always up, and I struggle oh, with that. I have oh, to do I hate that. I have oh. to do course up. Course up is the no, way I run north up. Yeah. So like, Ish. he's driving, and it's not. It's the map's like off south. a little bit. I'm like, what the fuck? And then we <laughs> see the red and green marker, the channel markers, and he went to the right of that, which is a sandbar. So <laughs> luckily, there was water in the this lake. part of the lake. Th- was like essentially a river channel, right? Yeah, it's it's the Gull Lake River channel. So the channel itself that you're talking about is like onshore. It's like there's it's like literally ten yards offshore. And I'm completely on the other side of the lake, going full throttle. And you're like, aren't you gonna go through the channels? And I'm like, what channel? The one that you missed at ten way back there? <laughs> I'm like, I look down, I'm in two feet of water, going forty miles an hour. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess I better trim up a little bit and hopefully we don't die. He's like, why didn't you do, why didn't you go through the channel? I'm like, I've never been here before. I don't know where I am. But if you have the the course up, you see the little channel markers and they mark them with GPS. Yeah, they're usually on the right side. You told me to start going fast out of the way of the channel immediately. I wasn't even close to lined up where the channel was when you said, go ahead. Well, I kind of thought you'd follow the channel. Like I just didn't, I wasn't paying attention. But there was no rocks hit. No oh. rocks were hit. I'm got, sure the people. Lucky. I'm sure the people in the houses were like, "What in the hell is this guy doing?" If you would hit that last year, we would have been up in like vertical. Yeah. There's no way you would have because it was. It's only two feet deep. Yeah. That lake was three feet low last year. That was dry. Everywhere ground. was low. Well, we were going full speed, yeah, trimmed you, up. So thankfully, you made it through. Send it. And then you're like, "It's two feet deep here." I'm like, I can't stop now. We might not ever get out. <laughs> you made it to the other side of the channel. You just made a new channel. I'm gonna fish that for walleyes next uh, fall. I was actually thinking about bringing an aluminum prop, just in case. I would bring oh, a spare prop. Yes, hundred percent. I would actually run an aluminum prop in Canada because aluminum just kind of bends. My aluminum props are not in good shape. And remember, high water. And you might actually. So I think yep, you have birds, right? Mm-hmm. I think in a bird, isn't there? A, I think there's a way to adjust water your water offset, level. Yep. So if you, if there, if they can tell you like how, like how much it's up, how much it's up, you might be able to go put your offset in there, and that'll help out a lot. I and think. I bought the most recent map chip, which has oh, all yeah. of Lake of the Woods. Legit, then. So that's gonna help. Mm-hmm. You're good. Would you pull spinners? Uh, me personally, no, I would not pull spinners. No. Are you no. a spinner? Puller guy? I, mean, uh, I do. I, I actually love pulling spinners uh, and probably times that most people wouldn't. Um, I have a lot of confidence in spinners, especially with, you know, a lot of people I've seen do minnows, leeches, straight crawler all day long. Do you use real crawlers or are you going to switch to gulp and I've stuff? Tried. I've heard the, the new uh, night crawler ban. Yeah, those are they're legit. Well, no, but I mean oh, like the, 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 the new, you can't bring dirt or something like that in from Canada. That's been you can't bring any live bait across the border, but you, I, but you we're bring, in Minnesota and they have their own they have yeah. their own fish. Yeah, like you you can shop. bring uh, like crawlers into Canada, uh, but it has to be in a certain bedding. I think they say yeah. yeah you can't bring any dirt anymore. Yeah. So they said it's going to get more expensive. Mm-hmm. 
it's really confusing to try to get there because you have to use the Arrive Can app. I don't know if you've had any experience with that before. I heard about it. I used it in January when I went to Winnipeg yeah. and I got dressed down at the border because I didn't fill it out right. And then this time I went to do it and you have to declare the residence that you're staying at for for your quarantine period mm-hmm. in case you have to quarantine. But I'm not staying in Canada. Yeah. So the app requires you to enter a Canadian address, but I'm not staying in Canada. So mm-hmm. there's no way for me to do it. So I ended up having to call the arrive can people and I was on hold forever. They did not want to talk to me. They wanted me to go to the website. And finally the guy was like, you know, he was, he, I think he was in France. He was speaking <laughs> such heavy French accent. Well, that's, um, Canada, that's Canada. I know. He was like, just put the, put the name of the border crossing you're going on. That's oh, my, easy enough. that's my, whatever. So hopefully I don't get arrested this time. Yeah. But to answer your question, uh, deep, Deep uh, spinners that I love to do. like Or like the bottom outs are you scratching the bottom the whole no, time? I actually pull them. So the uh, the Eclipse trolling rods, Yeah, put a number two offshore tadpole, which is like a diving weight, Yeah, which is also on the precision trolling app. <laughs> trolling spinners in like 30 feet of water. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, around the flats on Mille Lacs. Oh, there, Leech Lake. That's where that. I've always tro- pulled spinners. Yeah. There's all kinds of places. But I, I love those. Offshore tadpoles. Those are. It's just for me. Again, it's all about the number. I know how far it is back. I know where it is. It's not like a bottom bouncer where it's. Because again, right now as we we talked earlier, Malax is it's super clear and fish are spooking. Like I mean, they're. You can't get within. It's hard to get within thirty feet of a fish right now. And you can. I saw that clear as day on Active Target. You just watch them spook away. Yeah. So if you can get your baits and stuff away from the boat. Using planer boards, if you're if you're pulling spinners or cranks or whatever, how would you read the these regs? So you can catch with our Canadian license, you can keep six fish, and mm-hmm. with the Minnesota license, I think it's it's usually six, isn't it? Four or six up there, I think. I thought that changed there. But anyway, if I go to Canada and catch six, mm-hmm. can I then catch four in Minnesota? I think it's still possess- like possession limit. You got to be careful. Yeah, you got to be careful with that one because I know you can come home from Canada. With those six fish, it's it's the same thing as I've I've been asked the question. And I don't have a good answer for it. Yeah, get on the mic. Sorry, I got. I've been asked the same question or had the same question like that. Um, that March April timing on a late or when the ice starts to go out on Lake of the Woods and rainy, like some people will go out past the gap and they'll catch lake fish, which. The lake fish is a different, I believe, or it used to be. At they least. close it. Yeah. Well, they close it, but it's also at the time there's a different slot than the river fish. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, I got all my river fish, and I caught these from lake. Couldn't, How can couldn't you really you prove that? I guess catch them on the Canadian side, bring them back to the resort, stow them, and then go back out and catch Minnesota fish. You could you'd be good that way, right? I, I don't, don't know. know if I'd try that. I'm I'm sure Flag Island is really if good. Fla- at, if, if you flay them up on shore and then do it. I've had DNR, uh, I've I've had DNR people at or officers ask like, how do you have any in a freezer somewhere? Yep, and you just got to because I've heard of people being checked like they'll come all the way back to wherever their hotel is or whatever and 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 double check it. But you got to be mean, careful. Yeah, with that Flag one. Island's going to definitely have the answer. I'll, I'll ask oh, yeah, the resort definitely. Their, it's their business, but 
I mean, I don't keep fish either way, so don't. Yeah, really don't, you, don't you? Probably do you that never all eat fish, except what? for when I'm with you. Then yeah. I order fish and chips just you to piss you off. You always order fish and chips. <laughs> like I won't ever like I'll I'll make them a walleye dinner or whatever. You've never made me a walleye dinner. I offered just now. <laughs> I got like I've never, that, did I've never like got an offer to dinner. Uh, I've never gotten that offer. I have five walleyes. Didn't you just right hear now. him offer? He just offered right now. And my kids got five walleyes in his freezer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, but uh, yeah, you always order fish and chips, and it's like it's disgusting. It's like the worst bottom feeding fish that you can find that they fry up know. in a little curly cues. Oh, cod, cod, is, cod is good. Cod is tasty. No. I think isn't typical fish and chips like haddock or something. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I like fish and chips. Yeah. What was that joint that we were at in St. Paul? Uh, you got so mad at me. Which time? <laughs> it was just Look, last weekend I, I got mad at you. If I didn't know actually order them last this weekend. It was yeah, funny. you did. You ordered them at the woods, the bar that we, you ordered some fish no, and chips. No, I got chip. a Cuban. I, I said oh, I was going right. to get the fish and chips. She talked me out of it. Shit, I got so mad at you that I still remember <laughs> that I was mad at you. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so we're up there four days fishing. Mm-hmm. If we want to take a walleye break, what would you start Crappies. Next? Crappies. So I have, there are some giants up there, supposedly. Yeah. And, and if, it'd be prime time. Like they could yes. be up in a little shallow bay right now. Because I don't know what the water temps are, but if it's you get like one day of warm sun, I would be fishing crop. I would On like a North Bay or something. Oh, yeah. I've heard that it can be a blast if you can get on them. And Flag Island, they, they typically kind of point you in the right direction. And didn't you just tell me like they give you like a two-hour... Yeah, so if you're a new customer to Flag Island... Um, you can you can hire a guide. Yeah. It's like six hundred bucks a day, mm-hmm. or you can be a chase boat for like four hundred dollars a day. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a new customer, they'll give you two hours where they'll hop in your boat with you and drive you around and show you the spots for free. I would so. I mean, I'm doing that for that. sure. Yeah. Probably. Even, yeah, but it'd be nice to just know the area too. I'm sure they're going to tell you a bunch of different spots. Is yep. there any lake trout at that point? I think. Oh, there's definitely idea. lake trout. But I mean, I, but I think they, you got to go north though. Yeah, I was going to say, do you have to go? Way north. That's way up in the Canada. I, I have no idea. I think it's way up in the Canada. You got to get for those. I, I, I assume that they're smallmouth. Oh, definitely. And probably everywhere. Yeah. Probably have some good ones too. But yeah, I would definitely go after crappie up there. Big old crappie. Oh, yeah. I wonder what the regs are in Canada for crappie. That's a good question. And I, you would just do freedom baits, just some plastics. That's what I would do mm-hmm. under a, probably a slip float or something yep. if they're up in a warm bay. I, I'm, those freedom baits last forever. I know. Forever. Great compared to minnows, which last one cast. Yeah. Yep. Especially the minnows this year. They're like one inch big. I mean, they're just, I don't know. They've been terrible. The minnows? Yes. I buy all your minnows at Cabela's and Rogers and just talk to the old guy. Just talk to him. He gives you, say, I'd like a scoop. And all of a sudden you're walking out of there with like nine scoops of (laughs) minnows. They're in there big. They're big and there's a lot of them. Do they they have creek chubs up there? It's fat heads. You can get all fat, want, all the uh, fat heads you want. Red, red tail, red tail creek chubs. Yes, I need a, a whole pile of them for Leech Lake here in about three or four weeks. I, I know, I know someone to call. Oh, Man, all right. Leech. I've never been on it's Leech. Fifty cents a minute. That's though. not true. We really? You've been on Leech. That's not bad, actually. Mm-hmm. I skunk fifty cents or fifty cents a minute. I'd do that for yeah. sure. Fifty cents a minute. Hey, shiners are like one thirty nine up in Malax right now. They're like three to five inches. Ooh, those are kind of small. I'm sure you could get them bigger ones. Just got to put the traps out deeper. True that. Love big creek chubs. That's that is my. We should have had traps in that in that system on the gull. Gull could have gotten all the minnows. 
in the entire body of water. <laughs> there were so many minnows it almost didn't look real. Like the, you'd look away and there'd be minnows still moving like in your vision. You're like, what? And the, there's just, I've never seen that many fish in that small of an area. Oh, sorry. Move that yeah, mic but I a little did. bit. There you go. You get that mic in front of your mouth. That might be about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thanks for your advice, Chris. Hey. And John, thanks for chiming in. I, I have some advice. Okay, <laughs> so the I last... Have I have some advice, too. Hey, oh, pause. Cause, so the last weekend of May that I went fishing, we caught walleyes in under a foot of water pitching minnows, and they were coming out of a swamp, like legit oh, floating bog. It had to be the absolute warmest water in the whole, body, the whole lake. And then this past weekend, we caught them six feet of water in sand flats and if you touched your big motor you wouldn't catch a fish for an hour spook them and i had to run my trolling motor way up because otherwise i was for some reason must have been close enough to the rocks that i was causing a disturbance but you wouldn't catch them if it was down all the way i can see that 1.4 miles an hour is that what i want uh, no it's here. precision trolling precision. oh it's top one there with only Pers- 3.4 stars yes really Yes, it's that's, pretty the legit. One, that's the one to go to. Okay. If you want to look at it on my phone, I'll, it's legit. It even it even goes as far as not just the depth of or the depth that you're going to go and how far back, but it gives you different speed options. So if you want to go like one and a half to two and a half, they've done all the testing for that. It looks like you got to pay per lure. No, 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 don't, no, no, don't, no, don't do that. No, that's a dangerous slippery slope. Yeah. I did that for a while. All of a sudden, you got two hundred dollars into it, and you're yeah. like, I should just pay the hundred dollars lifetime. Yeah. Let's find out. I'm I'm downloading it right now, but it hasn't asked me for any money yet. No, it'll it'll ask you which plan you want to hey, purchase. Or okay, something speaking like that. of that, I want to look up uh, frenzy number fives. Frenzy, yeah. Who's, who's or flicker shads? Oh, flicker shad number five. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, it's Berkeley Frenzy Flicker Shad or whatever it is. A Flicker Shad at number five. Oh, Frenzy Fire Stick? Yeah, Frenzy. Number no. nine? No, it's not number nine. It's a number five. Oh, they don't have the It's a little nine. Flicker Shads. Oh, they I think have, they're what? They're Berkeley? They have Flicker Shad fives yeah, on there. Yeah, Flicker but, Shad fives. Okay, Flicker Shad five at what? How far back? 44 feet. 40 feet down? 44 feet back. Oh, 44 feet back. That is roughly... Six feet down on 10 pound Berkeley XT. If you're on fire line, it's more like seven feet down. So we were trolling in six feet of water yep. with number fives. And I know because if you put the tip to the water, you yep. hit bottom all the time. So we ended up sending Pulling them up a foot. A but yeah, they must have been so close the whole just time. Picking every once in a while. Well, every once in a while, you'd see like a bunch of like it, your tip would go nuts. I'm oh, sure yeah. it was just one little pebble or rock yep. up above, but that's just skirting. Just scratching the bottom constantly. No, I've learned too. Like everybody loves to run their stuff right on bottom. Don't be afraid to run it up a little higher, three, four feet. So, do I want? Does the lifetime package include all these other ones? Oh yes, the lifetime package has everything. The crappie subscription as well. Uh, I don't. Let me see that. I don't know what this crappie subscription is. I mean, I'm not. I've never trolled for crappies, although I hear that's a thing. I don't. I don't know what that is actually. I'm gonna. I'm going to click on it, hopefully. Okay, so the Karapi one, it does have, yes, the, so. The life, the annual the one. Lifetime the lifetime has all of that. Okay. Yep. I'm downloading it. It's worth it, 100%, especially if you want to get into trolling. Yeah. You will use it a lot. And, and every time they come out with a new. Do you new want me to lure, wait a couple days to release this so that Allie doesn't hear it right away? 
Oh, no. She, she knows that <laughs> if I go to work, I get to buy stuff. I don't have any crankbaits in my boat, so Dan knows. I've been giving you all my crankbaits. Oh, well, the, the okay. ones that I use. I'm just... He gave me one flicker shad and like three reef runners and you know, one like four other flicker shads. I own. That's stupid. That's six right there. So. I know. I actually went out because I broke those flicker shads. They have, or they have the absolute cheapest hooks on the planet on them. They have triple grip mustads. These aren't bad. It, every fish I went to pull the hook off, I snapped the hook. So I just kept throwing. So by the time I was done, I had one hook in the front triple. <laughs> like this is a garbage lure. But they work really well. Yeah. But if you put big, heavy 3X VMCs on there, they run about a foot deeper. Yeah. Throwing off the action a little bit. I hate and changing, changing hooks. That's not. I hate it. I just about broke my fingernail trying to change on. Got to get a split ring. Uh, I have tool. one, and I don't know how to use it because <laughs> I never do it. Do we need to have hook change 101? Here Actually, at the shop, what, one of these it, to be honest. To God truth, what happens to all my lures that break hooks? I throw them in a box, a priority mailbox up above the cabinet, and just set them in there. So to get to them later, but yeah, you never, never get to, get to them. So there's a box up above <laughs> the cabinets, and you'll see it. It says priority mail, and it says it says junk. And there's just like people go in there, and they're like, "There's like 30 minnow wraps in there." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't. I am never replacing a hook again." <laughs> I have all the hooks right below that. It's just one of those. If it's pouring rain or it's 150 degrees, maybe I'll take one out and replace a hook. But I always say I should. But I well, if you're ever looking to get rid of that so-called box, <laughs> we got a guy over here who's willing oh, yeah. to change treble hooks. <laughs> it's already in a mailbox. Drop it right in. Yeah. All right, it's downloaded. It's legit. You'll like it's it. It's happened. And now I can't use it because you told me not to troll, but. I gotta figure out. How to yeah, use but it. I mean, how, how do you have a, wa- a certain water temp you always hit that like? Because I've I've caught them very cold water, uh, like real unorthodox cold. I wouldn't say it's really a water temp. I guess this is more of a. I don't know. It's like a more of a timing thing. When they don't have lull, the Cabela's mean eye. Yeah, they there's a few that don't have. It's like a it's a <laughs> the time of season <laughs> thing for me. Like because so, obviously you get that really that lull time in the dead of summer. That's like especially on Malax. I always bring up Malax because I'm there all the time. Those fish just roam the basin. Yeah, they just you're gonna sit and drift, and you're gonna be there forever, not catching anything. Put some cranks down, troll around, cover lots of water. It's the way to go. Yeah, yeah. You've, Leech Lake. I mean, I troll spinners out there. Love it. Lake of the Woods. I mean, that's that's a staple. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think it's those big bodies of water. I mean, the lake I was fishing on the the rock piles probably two and a half miles long. Mm-hmm. And when the wind comes kind of out of the west, the fish just flip a switch. Oh, yeah. And the thing is you can jig fish them and pitch minnows, but you catch like two a night or yeah. three a night. But if you troll, it's like you get five, eight, 12, because you're picking off all those aggressive fish coming yeah. back and forth. Yep. And you can you know go from six feet, make a run at eight feet, make a run at 10 feet, make a run at 12 feet, and figure out really where they're at. And the nice thing, even like bodies of water, like Lake of the Woods, everybody says, well, how do you find a... How do you find the fish in such a huge body of water? If you set your transducer appropriately on your boat, you can you should be able to run at like, I know we run at like 30, 35 miles an hour, and you should be able to mark. I mean, they're not going to be a big arch, but you'll see a bunch of darker spots on your screen. And as soon as you see that, that's when you slow down and turn around. And then what you can usually do is look at your side scan and some of those schools on Lake of the Woods are stupid huge. Like, I'm talking miles long. Yeah, I'm sure. But just oh. the body of water 
yep. kind of makes them that big. Yeah. And what we typically do is I'll, I'll put a waypoint on one side of them, put a waypoint on the other, and I'll just keep going until I stop marking fish and then put a waypoint at the far end. That way now you have a waypoint circle of where that school is. Granted, from day to day they shift, and when I mean shift, they can move a mile, mile and a half, But at least you're, you're in the vicinity of yeah. like, Yep. and if it's a big pot of fish, you can find them again. Yeah, and then just throw cranks down and throw right through them. It's, that's a lot of fun. Great bite. How do I how do I change the line? It just is it always number ten? Uh, some lures have uh, the way to change them. Some don't. They just haven't probably tested. You're, it yet. you're probably in grass carp. Yeah, land. Yep. You know DTs. Yep. Oh, he was. was. A D- I think that was, was a DT. I was say he was looking at. I DT only there. saw the the bill <laughs> and the profile. Look at like a go look at it like a flicker shad number five. So like a joint shad rat. Oh yeah. These are the three options that I have. That's yep. one lure. So I, one. I'm not a so fan the of snap weight. So the snap weight's the bottom one. So it tells you. Put your snap weight at like 50 feet and then how far back and at what speed you want to go to. So if I put my snap weight, if I wanted to get 30 feet deep, is that what it is? 30, is that how I'm reading this? 33 yep. feet deep? Uh, yep. I need to have my snap weight 50 feet back and then let out 118 more feet? So you want to do f- uh, 50 feet and then you want to look at your line counter. So at 50 and then go to 118. Total. Total. Yep. Okay. And then that's at the speed on the at right one side. one and a half miles yep. an hour. And if you change that speed, then it changes your your length of feet out too. Hmm. You ever troll spoon plugs? Never done that. Every once in a while, if I get a wild hair, <laughs> you pull out the Buck Perry box and you troll spoon <laughs> plugs. And I have caught some of the biggest walleyes ever on spoon. The giant ones that about the size of the cell phone, big gold-plated ones. I think because no fish that ever has existed in the last 30 years has seen one. I might have to borrow that for Superior this year. Yeah. Oh, they'll troll, I think, pretty much infinitely deep. Oh, and when you talk bad. about a lure that pulls, oh, my God. It's even a rod over? It's like two and a half miles an hour. The rod's just like bare. Usually <laughs> the tip is down in the water, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I can. Because I've hit 35, 40 feet of water with just braid. Oh, wow. I mean, just it'll Impressive. drag a bottom. It'll... He'll hook all kinds of shit, like nets and buckets. and. Oh, jeez. Look at Dan over here. He's yeah. just deep in yeah, the not snap right now. I think the podcast is over, Dan's, Dan's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I want you guys to confirm, either confirm or deny my laziness now in this next question. I'm confirm. just going to tip my hand on my next question here. Confirmed. So you're, if you were me, and this is your setup, and you're going to this place and you're going to be docked for four days, mm-hmm. would you cover your boat at night? No. Unless I know if it was, unless I knew it was going to rain, even then, it's a boat. It can get wet. Speak, John speaking disagrees. my language, Chris. But it's not about being lazy. It's like if you're trying to be keep your boat real clean inside, and you don't want everything to be wet, then yeah, put a cover on. I don't want to deal with snaps at nine o'clock at night. If All it's, the bugs. And if it's army worm season, I'm covering that thing. Oh, for sure. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's going to all do their terrible sometimes. Oh, Even this weekend, there was enough mayflies that I almost killed myself in my vinyl deck because they were like getting greasy on the back of the, my boat is my wife, <laughs> my wife wanted to go to my boat. She's like, you used to keep your boat so clean. I'm like, yeah, until that one pike slimed her up. No, it wasn't slime. It would melt the entire back oh, of the boat. And I was like, I ew. can't get it out. And then I caught a bunch of walleyes during that time of year. And then it's just, it's just gross. Pike aren't a lot of my boat. You put that in the net, you hang it over the side. You don't, they don't even think about we, taking it. We that caught thing. a giant dogfish this weekend. 
that those aren't don't go on the boat either. So I got it off on the side of the boat, and I see exactly where it got off on the side of my boat. Oh. It's, just, it's like all oh, this. I was like, oh, just this white goo. <laughs> Tom, Oof. you've been kind of quiet. Yeah, nothing to ask, nothing to contribute. He's enthralled with this conversation. I, I do. I do have some advice for you. Okay. Like, it's not. It's not as expert as these guys, though. But I say, any fish that you catch bring it over into Canada before you measure it because it's going to be way more impressive in centimeters. Centimeters, yeah. yeah. Good call. That's good advice. Good call. That's, that's actually, yeah. I like it. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> you know you can't drink on the boat in no, Canada? That is no, a big, no, no, you no, no, go no, to jail, no. I think. You can't drink on the ice in Canada either. I know. It's can like, you, can oh. you have an open container like no. you finished a drink and then you go no. across? No. No, nothing. I don't, I don't, can you even have beer in your no. boat? No, you gotta you gotta sink everything before yeah. Canada. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's they're very strict don't about take it. Johnson, <laughs> they're just they're kidding. bizarrely just strict kidding about everyone. it. Yeah, they're super strict. I, I legitimately think I've heard I'm again, I don't know if this is true. I heard like that's like instant go to jail. I, I may be wrong. The only place I've ever been part of a DUI checkpoint was in Canada. Like literally pulled over. Yeah, and they're super serious about it. It's gonna be weird because I mean we'll have beer, but We'll have to know if we're going to Minnesota. Or You'll just stop at the Canada. border, hit spot lock, drink all your beer, <laughs> chuck them over the side of the Sink. boat, and then go I'm into just Canada. Gonna tie a, <laughs> just going to tie a Lindy uh, uh, weight. What are weights? Yeah. One ounces? No, the, uh, what's the thing that floats at the top? All the marker uh, buoy. The the mar- marker I'm going to tie a marker buoy to my Maluna <laughs> and just chuck it over the side. <laughs> Sploosh. I think a Maluna would float really well for some reason. Well, then I'll tie the anchor it to the bottom float, of the Maluna. I think. <laughs> I think those do. I think it would float. I don't, I'm not going to try it with mine. I'd be. Crying. I mean, myself. Water. I'd try. Seafoam green one. How awesome would that be if you could have a maluna just if you could just station them on the water, like on your trolling run, just come back and just be like, oh, I'm ready for another one. Need a beer. You know, you could make a really. This is going to be off topic. Probably the last thing we say, but (laughs) a great uh, tournament thing. Every walleye you catch, you get to run to your next checkpoint and drink a beer, and then. I like that. I like that. It's like, it's like it, a golf scramble. It could be awful by, uh, you know, if it was a real good weekend. A beer would be real good on those bad tournament days where you just bought just nice ice cold beer. I suppose they probably are really, they really frown on it for Ooh, you guys too. Yeah, that's a big no no. <laughs> There's a mosquito on my microphone. That's the weirdest thing. I just look over and he's got his hand just hovering over the mic. I was like, what's going on here? Boink. Sorry. Well, Chris, I appreciate you being in here. Thanks Thank for you for being me. an open book. Anytime, boys. Thanks for helping me spend $110 <laughs> that I hope I get to use. You'll use it. Dan, you, you know, bass, you think bass fishing is expensive? Walleye fishing, all the baits are hard baits. Yep. There are no soft baits, really. Yeah. Well, except for being fish plastics. But you need all the colors of them. Yeah. And every size. Yep. <laughs> Great. And the two different tails. I already told Dan I'd take them out trolling, so you'll use it. Yeah, we'll go. We'll I'll leave my phone at home purposely so you can actually so use, can use mine. Yeah, yeah, perfect. I do use the trolling app. I actually had a friend. I was getting super frustrated with the lure. I made him take a screenshot of his precision trolling app because I was like, dude, I do not understand this lure. Yeah, happens. It's a great app. You'll I'm love excited. It. I'm excited. Now use I just have it. to try to figure out what all the lures that I have are called. That's the, that's the other. And what size there? Yeah, that's going to be my next game. The, the best part is that some of them are getting smart. Like Selmo, they stamp all their sizes yeah. on them now, which is super nice. Frenzies are all stamped in the bottom. They say the Ooh, size. Yep. All, the, most most uh, Berkeley baits are all stamped too. Yep. I think what do you think of the Lindy uh, walleye runners or walleye divers? Uh, uh, actually, where was I? Whoa, whoa, which ones? You were talking like 
Talking, is he talking old school? No, yeah. new ones. New, well, the newer ones, because I don't think they make any crankbaits anymore. Because I was they like, did, the, they came out with new ones like three years ago, and then they stopped already. Oh, uh, they don't have any more crankbaits anymore. Oh, but he doesn't know. I thought they're, they're good baits, though. A uh, couple years ago, was it? I was on Winnie. I think we did pretty good with using those. Actually, I think we took second. Purple and chrome. I thought you were talking about walleye divers, the original ones. No, which not if those. you have any more of those, I will buy all of them because yeah, those are old school. I love those. those are and they're cool looking baits. Too. Yeah, they have the BBs in the front. Yeah, and they, they are dynamite. What'd you do with that pack of Carol's custom baits that I got you? Probably somewhere in my tackle box. It's probably in that priority bag. That I want to use the one ups. that I was supposed to get from that, John. Yeah, I want to use oh. some of those. Remember, I got we. They were you guys give me stuff, and then I go uh-uh. put it in the. Uh-uh. the, the <laughs> they were just they were to share. I, I shared them uh-uh. in my boat. I shared that was in my boat. living room, and he's like, gave me that gave me that one bait, and you're like, oh, I like that one. Can I use that? No, never saw it. There's again. another one. I I had uh, Jeremy make some custom ones with tuned up logos on them. Oh, they're really cool. They probably want to put in the rafters. Sounds, sounds awesome. <laughs> sounds great, John. Zone. They were cool. Yeah. I like when I start pouring, uh, putting Plano tackle box. I'm like, yeah, I don't really use these anymore. And I push them up in the rafters. And you forget you yeah, have it. Yeah. And then two years later, you're like, I oh. buy like another two shad wraps. And then I'm like, oh, I already had 15 of these in the same color. <laughs> I want to know if uh, Freedom has any uh, word on the, uh, the Iceman Minnowhead from like what? five episodes ago. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. I think that was already a legit bait. Just a minnow head. It could like, be way better, though, but for from real? Freedom. Yeah, for like a, like we were thinking like the gulp ones, just to put yeah. a minnow head. Just for like ice fishing, yes. it would be so much easier than cutting minnow heads off yes. all the time. It would be a minnow head with little like, I, like little tail coming off the bottom, so oh, it looks like guts, like coming, guts out. coming out of it. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. I do a lot of that on jigging wraps. It's money. Oh, jigging wraps would be great because then yeah. it would actually be something a little bit more tangible to hook yes. into versus just a minnow head yep. that lasts for four seconds. A lot of travel ice fishing is way to go. Well, we'll have to see when we have them on next time. They could throw like a little something in it that you could hook through that it would, wouldn't disintegrate or pull out. Some of it, some um, stick baits do that. They have yeah, their they own built-in little, little scent things or something like that. Oh, yeah. No, they have like a built-in like a, like a little oh. grommet or something that you could put the hook through so that... It's not going to tear it apart. Get on it. Probably would make it more expensive. Yeah. I don't need any more baits that are more expensive. Good thing they're a sponsor. I went to Fleet Farm (laughs) and bought, or I tried to buy one Berkeley Frenzy. $106 later, I had more than one. (laughs) Couldn't decide on colors. Then my daughter wanted a pack, and I was like, oh, fine. Let's wrap this up. I got to drive to Canada tomorrow. Have fun, Dan. Take off. Take off, eh? All right, so you will get it's this. eleven o'clock. Yeah. What? It is eleven. Oh, it's way past my bedtime. Yeah. So uh, for, uh, the Iceman promo, twenty percent, twenty percent off using the Iceman code. Do you want me to put that on the Iceman Facebook page? I don't care what you do. Would that be a full pop? You should talk to the boss about it, though. John wanted to see if we, how many we would get from just unique listens. Yeah. Okay. So if you're listening, man, you're getting a good deal. And you're unique. Everyone's unique. Twenty percent. Mm-hmm. Now through June 20th. You sure about that? Let's see if Tommy posts this before June 20th. <laughs> It'll come out June 21st. Uh-huh. This will be posted before you even cross the border. John will Good, personally we can wrap on the all these rods. There you go. <laughs> and then, <laughs> hey, next episode is number 50, so we're going to plan Ooh. some 50th episode extravaganza here. Dang. I can't wait. So we're going to have strippers come out of cakes. <laughs> 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 strippers, I mean like uh, fly strippers. 
good save. I mean, a striper. Sorry, stripers. <laughs> You're doing great, John. <laughs> I'm going to play them off. <laughs> Can't wait until this episode airs. Chris, thanks for being here. Thanks, guys. John, thanks, Tom's good to see you guys. See you guys. Have fun fishing, Dan. See you next year. Have fun in Canada. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Don't get see arrested. Hey, you hoser. <laughs> I'm taping a bag of... Just keep going. <laughs> I'm taping a bag of Fruit Loops to your undercarriage and putting a note that says, I'm trying to smuggle in drugs on your tailgate. <laughs> I really would appreciate that. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> Imagine the Mountie like, this guy's trying to smuggle drugs in there. He's eh? got Fruit Loops on his car. <laughs> <laughs> it's really meth in a bag. I'll just write meth on a bag of...